This is Restart Hope with Pastor Joel Sikar on FM 94.1 The Voice. Great. We're going to jump in the Word. You guys ready? You guys ready? Okay. Psalm 34 verse 19 says, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. I want to ask a question. Um, how many of you guys have, have gone through storms in life? Show of hands. I mean, I know I don't see you, but show of hands, like raise your hands right now. Be like, hey, gone through storms in my life. I mean, some of you guys have gone through so many storms that you're still feeling seasick, even though you're not in a storm anymore. That's how I felt this morning. You've gone through storms. You've been beaten. You've been roughed up and you are still here and you still are here and your heart is still beating. You're still breathing and you're still worshiping and you're still rejoicing about God and you still have hope in this life even though you've been through storms how is it that you went from storms to victory where you are right now is it because you you combed your hair and shaved and showed up to work every day is is that what happened or is it because of the grace and mercy of God that kept pursuing you you see we all go through storms in life we all go through crazy ups and downs in life and that's a part of life But in every storm, like it says in Psalm 34 verse 19, many are the afflictions of the righteous. Many are the storms of a righteous. And it's not saying many are the storms of a a sinful person, of a wicked person, of a, you know, Gentile, a heathen. Many are the afflictions of a righteous person, you and me, who would say, I put my faith in Jesus. Many are the storms that we go through that's shaking us up. But the Lord... That, that should make you clap and say, thank you, Jesus, but the Lord, but the Lord. Many other storms, but say it, but the Lord delivers him out of them all, out of everything, not just out of the few, not just the ones in 2018, but not in 2019. The Lord delivers them out of them all. Folks, I want you to know before we jump into Ecclesiastes chapter 3, mercy and grace is always present and pursues us in every season of life. Let me say that again. Mercy and grace is always present and is pursuing us in every season of life. You might be sitting away. As I've been praying for this week, there's a, there's a huge possibility that many of you watching us have never given your life to Christ. And I want you to know that you've gone through some tough times in life and you are here because you're trying to find which way is up, which way is not, what is life all about. And I want you to tell you you've gotten this far because mercy and grace has been pursuing you all the days of your life. And hopefully I've been praying that this morning, God will bring meaning to the suffering that you've been walking through and that promise in Psalm 34 19 will be a reality to you this morning that many are the afflictions of the righteous but the Lord delivers him out of them all Solomon has been going through the book of Ecclesiastes just two chapters so far we've seen he pursues power he pursues pleasure he pursues uh, you know possessions to find some sort of satisfaction here on this earth something that will help him find meaning in this life in the end, he says it was all vanity. It was all absolutely meaningless. Now, don't get me wrong. I think oftentimes we, as Christians, can come across as killjoys, as people who don't know how to have fun. I want you to know, the world, Satan did not create sex. Jesus did. Okay? God created pleasure, intimacy. 
I mean, he created us with these hormones to want to have pleasure, man. Come on, amen, right? God created taste buds for you to be able to enjoy food. God created muscles for you to be able to work out and, and enjoy working out. God created the desire for you to be able to go for a hike and enjoy beauty. He created the universe for you to have fun, for you to have pleasure. Listen to me. God is not Mr. Killjoy. He's the creator of joy. So when we see people like Solomon who searches for pleasure, who searches for understanding, and he says it's all meaningless, it doesn't mean that God doesn't want you to have fun. He wants you to have fun in the context of what he created fun to be like, which is where we actually find the most satisfaction here on this earth. So just because everything is meaningless, like Solomon writes, it doesn't mean we just got to light on and give up. You see, oftentimes... The book of Ecclesiastes, by the way, is becoming one of my favorite books of the Bible so far because, man, we preach to Revelation, we preach to Acts, we preach to John like multiple times, multiple Gospels. But Ecclesiastes is really where the rubber meets the road. Where, like they say, you know, it's putting, it's putting flesh on bones. It, where, where, where Christian life becomes a reality. Where, okay, so we went to the book of Revelation, we got to live like we're in the last days waiting for his return. What does it look like? What perspective should we have while we're waiting? The book of Ecclesiastes will tell us that. Just because we're in the last days, God doesn't mean that we're going to sit over here and say, woe is me, everything is meaningless, meaningless, everything is meaningless. No, God still has given us pleasures enjoying this life if we're able to see the context in which is giving us these blessings. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, if you're not there yet, please turn your Bible there. And it starts with poetry. Um, and it covers an outline of seasons in life. I asked you earlier, have you gone through storms in life? And, and I'm going to keep bringing that back because in many seasons of our lives, we've gone through those storms, right? And you and I know we've gone through them. Some of you are going through them right now. And while you're going through those seasons in life where it's very stormy, um, it's hard to go through. But we know that we will go through it. And Solomon is giving us an amazing perspective, <clears throat> a very um, God, godly, God-centered perspective on what life looks like while we go through these different seasons. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1. It says, For everything there is a season, and a time for every matter under heaven. You're tracking with me so far, right? For everything there is a season, and a time for every matter under heaven. This is the first thing I want you to write down. Life is a constant change of seasons. Life is a constant change of seasons. If someone were to ask you, how would you define life? Would you say it's that little beep, 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 beep monitor in the hospital? Well, a person can be a vegetable and still have the beep, beep, beep going. Doesn't mean that person's alive. What is life? What is life, really? Is it, is it falling in love? Is it getting married? Is it having children? Is it having a huge bank balance? What is life? And I think <clears throat> life really is just a constant change of seasons. That's what life is. Nothing is stagnant. Nothing is, you know, even. Nothing is the same. Every day is different. Life is a constant change of seasons. And Solomon's saying, for everything there's a season. And for and a time for every matter under heaven. You know, we go through tremendous change in every season. Have you seen... Um, you know, the trees in wintertime. It's kind of crazy. When I moved over here to Idaho, uh, literally, I'm not joking, I thought it was a liability to have so many dead trees around people's homes because they look dead. They look rotten. They were bare. Leaves have fallen off, no fruit, nothing. They were tall, dead trees to me because I'd never seen brutal winters like Idaho has. But come springtime, it doesn't look dead anymore. It's full of color. It's vibrant, new leaves new flowers blooming and then summertime comes new fruit 
we as human beings, we go through seasons. Life is a constant change of seasons. There are seasons when you look dead, when you look like all my leaves have fallen off. I'm just bare. I'm alone. I'm lonely. I've lost friends. I've lost family members. I'm isolated. I'm all alone. We go through seasons of tremendous change. Seasons, you need to know, is God-ordained. When the Bible says, for everything there's a season, you need to know that God is the one who created seasons. Seasons is not created by Satan. God created day and night. God created seasons. God allows seasons to happen. In Idaho, we have four very distinct seasons. If you're watching us from another country, this might be hard for you to understand. Where I come from in India, it's a very moderate climate all year long. In Idaho, it's not that way. It's kind of crazy. I know Idaho is crazy weather. In the summer, it will freaking snow all of a sudden, right? It's weird. But winters are brutal, man. It's, it's cold. It's like you got to have four different sets of clothes for a day. You know, it's like it's warm. Okay, now it's cold. Now it's snowing. And now I'm going to die. Right? Remember the snowmageddon that we had was insane. But God ordains seasons. And we as human beings, we go through different seasons in life. And seasons is, is something that God is still large and in charge of. And we're not called to alter seasons. We're not called to pray away seasons. But because God has ordained it, we're called to outlast it, survive it, thrive in it, trust God in it, let our roots grow deeper in times when it feels like it's the winter, and then be ready to bear fruit when springtime and summer comes. For everything there's a season and a time for every matter under heaven. Jesus really illustrates this super well. I mean, Palm Sunday, right? Jesus knew he was eternal God. Before time existed, he was there. John chapter 1 says, In the beginning was a word, the word was with God, the word was God, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. John chapter 1 verse 14 says, And what's the first thing he does after word, eternal, amazing, beautiful God comes into flesh and dwells with man? Chapter 2 in John says he goes and he turns water into wine. That's my Jesus, man. He keeps the party going. But before that, if you look at John chapter 2, Mary comes and tells Jesus, hey, we run out of wine. And it's a wedding. There's a celebration. He says, we run, she says, we run out of wine. And Jesus' reply to her is, woman, what does this have to do with me? My what? My hour has not yet come. Jesus, being outside of time, eternal God, comes into time and works within time. For everything, there's a time. For everything, there's a season. I think Solomon illustrates this better in his poem than I can. Um, a lot of people... Ecclesiastes chapter 3, I think it's one of the most popular chapters in the whole book of Ecclesiastes. Songs have been written, uh, you know, poems have been written, and I want to take a whack at at least trying to title this poem. Can I try it? Okay, I want you to give me a thumbs up or a thumbs down with this, okay? I want to call it the 14 Shades of Contrast. I think it's pretty cool. 14 Shades of Contrast, because what Solomon's going to do is he's going to give us 14 shades of highly contrasting seasons in our life. We all go through seasons. Life is just a constant change of seasons. And he's going to give us 14 pairs of, you know, one step forward, two steps back. For every positive, there's a negative. And he's going to give us 14 pairs of dark, contrasting seasons of our life. So if you're ready, let's jump into this, okay? Cha verse 2 in chapter 1, it says, A time to be born and a time to die. He's jumping right into the deep end, man. A time to be born and a time to die. How crazy is that? In fact, I asked my wife to, to find me two bookends over here and we couldn't find any good-looking bookends because I have a lot of books, but no bookends. It's kind of crazy. But if you were to look at your life as, as born and dead and in between there are a bunch of seasons that's constantly changing that is life one day you're born and one day you're gonna die that's right and those are the two bookends of life and he's going to go through 14 such highly contrasting seasons that every person walks through and he's not going to go through them in order it's like now you're a child now you're a teenager now you hit puberty and now you are sad that you don't have a beard like your brother okay personal problem but anyways he's going to go just random contrasting seasons in his life and he starts off with a time to be a time to be born and a time to die 
And then he says, a time to plant and a time to pluck. A time to plant. Well, when is it ever time to plant and pluck? Well, you know, um, I've heard this many times where, you know, people buy a new house and then they have this dead tree that's in their backyard and they're like, well, that's going to fall with, you know, someone sneezes and going to break our roof. So they hire these people to come up through the tree and then they find the story behind the tree and it's like, oh, yeah, grandpa or whoever used to live over here planted it when he was a wee little boy. And now it's being yanked out because it's a rotten tree. And now the wife is like, well, but I like the shade. I liked how the privacy, so, you know, they go plant another tree and then their grandson's going to come and yank the tree out again. Time to plant, a time to pluck. Seasons in life that we go through. A time to kill and a time to heal. When is it ever a time to kill? By the way, side note, this is a description of life, not a prescription. Okay, so don't be like, hey, today I'm going to obey whatever the Bible says as a time to kill. Getting my shank ready. No. Put the knife down, Bobby. There's a time to kill and a time to heal. When is it ever a time to kill? Well, when you're defending yourself, right? I mean, you know, you're like, hey, man, we all, you know, most of Idaho back in guns. Like, hey, no, if anything comes, like, I know how to use a weapon, right? There's a time to kill. There's a time to protect yourself. When you go hunting, you're not there to pet little Bambi. No, you want to put a bullet between his eyes and f put it in the freezer, right? Oh, that probably was a little overboard. But meat doesn't come from the freezer in the grocery store, okay? It comes from bam, bam. Anyways, a time to kill and a time to heal. When my son gets hurt, I'm not going to be like, I'm going to treat you like a horse with a broken leg. I'm going to be like, no, rest up and heal little overboard, right? Okay, anyways. A time to break down and a time to build up. I told you, man, it's 14 high shades of contrast, okay? Deal with it. I hope you're laughing there in your living room. A time to break down and a time to build up. You guys, some of you guys are losing your mind sitting at home. Dudes, you especially. You want to take a sledgehammer and tear down walls and do this whole house remodel. And the women's are, women are like, no, I think we need to build a wall so you stay there, I stay over here. There's a time to break down and time to build up. You cannot remodel your house without having to tear something down and build something up. And I think the next verse is very timely. There's a time to weep, especially when you try to do the remodeling yourself or you call someone like me to do it. There's a time to weep and a time to laugh, but it gets a little serious. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. That crazy seasons in life we go through between these two bookends, man. One day you're dancing with the person that you love. You're laughing. Your breath is just full of joy. Season comes after that where you listen to the same song and you can't hold back tears because there's no one to dance with anymore. One day you're dancing and one day you're mourning. Think about David. David was dancing till his clothes fell off, man. Rejoicing, excited in Yahweh his God. Excited that the Ark of the Covenant was coming back and he's dancing with all his might. A couple of chapters later, he's mourning and grieving the death of his son. In between these two bookends, there are high contrasting seasons that we go through. Life is a constant change in seasons. Are you That's all the time we have for today, but we would like to hear from you. Our address is P.O. Box 2014 Eagle, Idaho 83616. You can also listen to this message and more on the Living Church Boise app, available in your app store.